This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Little late today, Sneak, but we made it. We always do. We always make it. Second week, three eps each week. I love it. This is our this is our life now. This is it. This is our lives. Because we're late, though, we're going to try to speed through here so we can get it out to you guys. Um, so less fluff, more business, but always nonsense. Shanika, if you could learn any language, real or fictional, what do you think it would be? Great question. Probably not real. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no desire to learn a real language. No. I think we've all, you, myself, T, and our fellow Loader fans out there have either just thought about it or somewhat pursued it or something about getting Elvish into our brains. You know, I, I in college, it's funny, I dabbled in the idea of studying Elvish. Maybe I know a little bit, but that'd be on my list too, for sure. What about um, what about High Valyrian from Game of Thrones? You know, they're kind of like yeah, fancy dance language. Mm-hmm. That's another good one. What about Parcel Tongue? Is that, oh. kind of, is that even a language, or is that just? I don't know if it's sounds. a language or if it's just like an uh, like an ability or like an understanding. Okay, yeah, fair, fair, fair. What about um, those are probably the big ones. I was wondering if you were going to hit us with like a, a business answer, like, you know, I'm going Mandarin, so I can be a, no. I can do loans in China. No, I, China. Have, I have, again, never no. even have a desire to go to a different country, let alone learn a different language. True that. <laughs> what about here? Let me throw another one at you. We're in Elvish. We're obviously big loader fans around here. What about the black speech of Mordor? Oh, I already know that though, so I don't need to learn that one. Of course you do. Oh, scum! I I should have known that you would have that in your hip pocket, always ready to join the ranks if needed. But if I start doing it now, my computer will melt. Yeah. Uh, we all might just the darkness be good. fall upon uh, you and your house. It's just uh, it's a whole thing to try to get back to normal. So I understand it. It's only used. I I know you only use it when it's when it's really needed or when you're just in that mood that's right and you know what is getting me in that mood a little bit freaking kyle pitts is out now oh gosh hitting a little news really quick i think that's the biggest one that we haven't talked about yet this week um dealt with the hamstring thing didn't practice for two days and yeah trying to be out and i'm like man what a potentially lost season i don't think this is going to be a long-term thing but he was already struggling uh, in that Falcons offense and just ugh, man if if you well you probably haven't people listening because you're often in leagues with me so I have him almost everywhere just been a rough rough stretch for sure it definitely has I know uh, you know some people in, in these situations almost prefer that they get the out tag now they don't have yeah, to fair. worry about playing the potential injury because let's just say he's questionable and is going to suit up. You're you're not benching him. Even with the lack of production, you're just not. You know, there's no, certain players yeah. that you're just not benching, and he's one of them. Bringing it back to our league, you know, it's 
I think it's what's made Ernie's team a little more vulnerable this year, at least seemingly. Cuphits was okay last year, you know, 1,000 yards, only one touchdown, but we didn't have this same sense because he's kind of been hurting rosters and Ernie's been good enough. He has enough other players to sustain still playing Kyle Pitts, but I think that and Najee Harris, you know, two of his big three draft picks last year, uh, those have been the things that make his team look a little a little uh, gettable, maybe, like not the juggernaut that we build him as. So that's an interesting thing to watch, too, for our league specifically. Agreed wholeheartedly. All right, Shanique, well, let's get into the matchups. This is what everyone's here for. It's Thursday. It's matchup day, and it's a fun week. Let's start off with a matchup between our, you know, maybe dark horse championship pick in Gee Buttersnaps, who was tied for that, you know, two, three spot versus the number eight team, Gooch's team, Soft Tissue Rehab. And looking at this, you know, early on in the season, we thought this would have been a close matchup, a a heated one. I think that Wade's going to win this one. He's got the names we know, Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, heavy hitters. Um, TJ Hawkinson's probably in line for another big week with no, uh, likely no Amon Ross and Brown, likely no DeAndre Swift. So I think he's solid there. All good matchups, nothing really that scares him. And then on Chase's side, right now he's starting Teddy Bridgewater, which is you know probably a far cry from what he was hoping he'd do. Uh, looking at like a Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford pairing at the beginning of the year. Melvin Gordon plays tonight. So does he get a sizable workload without Javante? That remains to be seen. He probably will fumble. So might not, might not end up having a, a boom game. Saquon will be really good for him. That's about it as far as reliable options. Keenan Allen might not play. We know this coming sneak show stance on Terry McLaurin. And then the Niners guys that he has are all just uh, low ceiling. George Kittle is basically a left tackle now. So it's just Gooch will not have the firepower to beat Wade this week. Adual Island. Anka Ando. Bragole Bele. Barade. Pinya Elir Elene. Hefalase Mo. Ada Aharan. Okay, wow. So you were kind of hedging on us earlier in the nonsense minute. You do know Hellvish. I, I, like I said, I know a little bit. I understand it more than I can speak it. So I hear you. Sounds like you agree. But I'm interested that you think that um, Brandon Ayuk might have a little bit of a bounce back game this week. That's an interesting take. Yeah, Mina se melon, Mithrina, Nikarium, Nagenina, Navare. No, I get it. I mean, he was he got a touchdown the week before. Debo had big plays, so their drives were shortened last week. So, yeah, but like you said, there's not enough to, like, even though Ayuk should bounce back a little bit, it's not going to turn the tide. And I think you're alluding to this as well. This is going to be best coming sneak blowout of the week. Blow out of the week. Blow out of the week. Let's go. Oh. 
Andrea. Sorry, Gooch, you've been, you know, crutching along like you were post-Achilles, post-ACL. You've only beat me and Sneak so far, and um, you're going to get blown up by Wade, unfortunately. But, you know, maybe, maybe next week you can bounce back again. Maybe. Maybe. Moving on to the next matchup, let's talk one of the bigger ones this week. Our number one ranked team, Joe Marturo, versus the number four upstart new guy, Dason, the Herb Stomp team. And, you know, I just kind of went on a little thing about how Eric's team is a little vulnerable. Um, you know, he might even be better off now, though, if he doesn't play Kyle Pitts. It looks like he is expecting him to be out. So he's got Zach Ertz in who has been, you know, very good for a tight end this year, very involved, um, you know, guaranteed work at least, which is more than can be said for a lot of guys like um, Dason's uh, tight end, Robert Tunyon, who, again, has touchdown upside, but not as reliable as Zachert. So advantage Ernie there. Uh, fun quarterback matchup because you have Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow, uh, two guys from the same class two of the you know, young, bright stars at quarterback in the league. Obviously, we give the edge to Justin Herbert because he's the better one, but their fantasy output pr- probably will be around the same. We give Eric, again, slight edge everywhere else just because the Jamar Chase-Justin Jefferson combo is, uh, again, kind of like I was talking about with the quarterbacks, they're the two premier receiver, young receivers in the league probably. Um, have had a little bit of down games <laughs> early on in the season, but expect them to still be good. Corlin Sutton tonight in this game, we'll talk about, but he's been really good this year um, and is only getting better as him and Russ kind of gain that connection. And then Joe Mixon, Najee Harris are guaranteed like workloads at least. So especially with the points per carry that we talk about um, should be solid points for Eric to withstand anything from day son's end. And if if Jason can get a big game out of Stefan Diggs, if Jamal Williams continues to blow up, then I think this is pretty close. But Eric should have the edge. Um, kind of went over his team a lot, but I think he deserves it. Vala Valadra Ernie Ulare Uru Uru Oki Ernie. Uh, yeah, Tare Tar Think Thalen Desar. Peleria Peledrel Palantir Parfait Kendi. Oro Nari Nagima Nan Namari. Yeah, I would. I mean, if if anyone has the ceiling, like you're saying, to to match Ernie, it might be Dason. Uh, besides, like Brendan, um, Devonte Adams. I didn't mention earlier, but the the Raiders are playing the Chiefs on Monday night. So, if that's a high scoring affair, if he catches a couple touchdowns, you know that's a big boon. I I don't know if the the running back duo of Ramondre Stevenson and James Robinson on Dason's team has high high upside. I think both can be very serviceable. I guess. We've seen Robinson score like 20. Both have scored 20 this year, so maybe I'm selling them a little short. But 
they're in shared backfield still. It's not the guaranteed like full boat like like Eric's guys. So yeah, I think that's the separator, kind of like what you were saying. And then um yeah, it it should be pretty close, but little edge to Ernie to stay undefeated. There he is, freaking edge to earn, as we've mentioned. Edge to earn. <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> Hope you guys are enjoying this episode. <laughs> I will I will say, I will say for the audience that I am actually saying real elvish words. So if you find it in your uh day to try to figure out exactly what I'm saying. Have fun uh, finding that online and seeing if you can translate. Yeah, throw it in a Google Translate. Uh, we got another matchup here between guys who who want to contend. That would be Jim, uh, newly named Bandy Wagon. Love that name. Michael Bandy, shout out. Versus Sawyer Payton, Smith, Ben 08. Still looking for his first win this year. Mm-hmm. Ben does not get Jonathan Taylor tonight, as we've talked about, but he's throwing Naheem Hines in in that spot, which I think is a good play, especially something that he'll be involved. I don't know if he'll get like full three down work, but he'll be the passing back. He'll get uh, an increase in um, carries, so could be a good good thing for Ben there. He hasn't put in Alvin Kamara back in his lineup, so maybe still waiting to hear better news uh Rashad Penny his other option is still is also in the same boat missing practices due to an injury so if he can make the right call there then I think you know he's got a good chance to win this one on the gym side he's still going big jets love to see it and I think as Zach Wilson comes back that can only be better for Jim getting a little bit of rhythm get to know Garrett Wilson a little more and then kind of like what I was saying on um the previous Jim, and I'm sorry, the previous Eric and Jason matchup, Tyler Conklin is at least a, a tight end that has kind of a guaranteed role and guaranteed targets, which is more than most guys can say. So uh, I like that for Jim, and I think Conklin's even more uh, of a guarantee for catches than Hayden Hurst on the other side. So um, another close one, I think that the edge goes to Jim just based off of his running backs. Um, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders was the running back one last week and just, just had a great year. Aaron Jones, we know, is is always liable for a breakout. He had the dope of Tyler Algier, Jim did, so we'll see, we'll see what happens there. But other than Cooper Cup on the other side, I don't think he has much to worry about. So I'm gonna give the edge still to Jimbo. And sending Ben to zero and five. Ouch. Uh, ben is a uh, uh, Lewin Layer. He uh, Muentel and uh, Jimbo will Dengina and say Navarre. Because he is known as the Girth Aguirre. Very girthy, you're right. Uh, also, you know, Jimbo is Falas Ifea, while Ben is Finn. 
Mm. Not much more needs to be said about that one. Um, maybe uh, I would say it's close. Maybe Ben gets his first one of the year. But I just don't. I don't see it. His guy, his guys always underwhelm a little bit. You had Cooper Cup as a dope call. Also, I forgot to mention. So, if you're right there, then Ben has no shot. So, moving on into the break after we've got three matchups done, we're moving at a quick pace here, and let's hear an even quicker word from our sponsor. Subscribe to Juice Plus. And we're back. Amazing. <laughs> amazing ad. That's all that needs to be said. That's all that ever needs to be said. Uh, where, I don't even know where we are. Okay. We got Jesse's team coming off of a loss and changed his name to Lasuck My Andrews, which is the poetry we've come to expect from Jesse in our years of knowing him, just uh, really what you would think would be the best he could come up with for sure. And then Big T, 0-4, Nashville, USA, uh, a rematch of, or I guess the the revisiting of why he changed his name last year. And this one, again, is one that we don't really have to spend too much time on. Jesse should win. Tyler is okay with that. But what's interesting is... Tyler's running backs, Raheem Mostert and Damian Pierce actually have a good shot to outscore Jesse's Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott as like wild as that sounds. Just the what we've seen from that group this year is Dalvin and Zeke have been, well, they've been fine. They are very involved in their team's offenses. They score, but not a lot of juice. And we saw Damian Pierce first off a big run last week. I think Raheem Mostert's only in line for more and more work as the season progresses, especially with Tua Hurt. I think they maybe rely on him a little bit more, get him in space, get Mike McDaniel's like creative scheme working, I don't know, to utilize Mostert's speed. So that could be an interesting uh, turn there. And Jesse's depth overall should help him beat T, but he should be careful because uh, Curtis Samuel might not play. Uh, he missed two practices due to an illness. We'll see what happens there. Adam Thielen is is hit or miss. We know, obviously. Um, but if the Raven stack is back and hits against the Bengals, then he's fine. True. Uh, when it comes to Big T's team, I'm always Estelio and Estelle with him. Uh, you know, he's all he, he always kind of strikes me as an Erebor. Uh Really, all I can talk about is that uh, he's an Eldar. Uh, he's always Edro. And uh, when you when you least expect it, he can be Dae and Del. Mm-hmm. Do you think, let's say, the Raven stack is down, or at least just normal. They're not, like, huge. And... DK Metcalf has a big game again, and Gabe Davis has one of his spike weeks. Does T have a chance here at a little upset? He does have a chance here is for those reasons exactly. I'm hoping and I'm thinking that there is going to be a Gabe Davis spike game here. 
which will go a long way for the T team. And uh, yeah, there's, you know, he always has the chance for the backdoor, uh, backdoor uh, sneak, sneak attack. So keep your eyes peeled. That'd be fun to see for sure. Moving on to bottom four on shirts, hashtag one inner hurts. The do nothing commish do nothing versus commish. NBA greater than NFL. I think this is kind of a trap game for Brandon. He's looking at his matchup next week against Eric, thinking it's going to be his chance to claim the number one spot, thinking he's going to be the last undefeated team potentially. And he's going to ignore Doug, who is only projected to lose by two points. And I think that's a problem for Brandon. I think he needs to focus on this game, but I know he isn't. So this is going to be the scum and sneak upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. We've seen it before. Doug's team can put up points. Derrick Henry's got a nice matchup against the Commanders. Debo Samuel just coming off of a big game up against uh, Cardinal or a Panthers team that's whatever, I think. Uh, Christian Kirk is kind of due for a bounce back. Romeo Dubes, Dubs, whatever his name is, um, had a bad case of the dropsies last week. I think he bounces back and has a good game against the Giants. The tight end matchup is fun because we've got Kelsey and Waller in the same game. Waller season-long dope, as we said, but I could see this one kind of being one where he gets involved just because of the the need for the Raiders to get their best playmakers the ball. And on Brandon's end, he's got a Jerry Judy tonight, and I expect that game to kind of be like, I mean, every Thursday game is low scoring, and he's obviously not the number one target for Russ, even though he's had a couple good games here. Um, same thing on the other end with Michael Pittman, who's playing tonight. So I think Brandon gets two duds. He's going to start tinkering that lineup. Does he play Brees? Does he play Jacobs? Does he play Dobbins? Does he play Khalil Herbert? He doesn't know. We don't know. It's going to be a bad call. And he's going to lose in a close upset to Doug. Oh, Doug. Uh, Doug typically can remind me of a Caleb uh, uh, Karka, uh, also a uh, Kalen Kalma. Ah, Brendan. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Beleg Barad, also the uh, Are Anto. Oh my gosh. I hope you guys look these words up. Do you think what do you think Brandon needs to do to avoid the upset here? That's my question. Uh let's see. Let me go actually into the matchup here. Let me make sure I'm getting you some real, real uh action here. In order to avoid the matchup, he should be playing. Uh, Gesicki. He should be playing Ronald Jones. 
And just for good measure, his uh, second best friend, Brian Edwards. Oh, I played both your best friends, Brian Edwards and Corey Davis. That's for sure. Let's keep wrapping it up, keep moving at a quick pace here because part of the reason we wanted to leave a lot of space at the end here is, is we've got the marquee matchup of the year. It always is. It's the matchup of our 11 and 12 teams. Juge Plus versus Sneak Inc. Oh, my goodness. It's an early one this year, but oh, barn burner. Oh, my gosh. I am actually projected to win. Uh, might have to do some tinkering there. Uh, we got to see who's going who's gonna to win this one. But really, all it comes down to is Andun Anga. Uh, Karanare Kormalen Idina Dinador Edroithil Estu Iforn Fuin Galad and Balrog Guathel Melio Mithra Mundari Nomari Nanangina Nakirioma Nagrin Uno Parapelarigiria, Peraderhela Pela Isalmai, Chala Tango Hoshamata Tinko, Dalia Se Daleni thing. You know, that's really what it always comes down to, especially in the matchup between two teams like ours that are really, really evenly matched. I, I can't even, you know, elaborate more on what you said any better than you already have. So, I guess we'll just say that you are the pick. You are the one that's favored. And what's going to take you home is Drake London. It's going to have a pretty big game because Kyle Pitts is not playing. And that plus all the things you said just kind of lead to a sneak win and a sad scum. Oh, that's why. You don't have a kicker in there yet. <laughs> Once you get that kicker in there, we'll be pretty even. I thought we – Brandon said we're eliminating kickers, so I'm not no. – eliminate kickers i'm gonna be so upset i love having kickers in my team i uh yeah i'm i'm hoping for a big game from george pickens uh i'm hoping yeah, he's looking for, like kenny's favorite target which is pretty cool yeah i'm hoping for at least one point from ty johnson but i think really this comes down to the running back matchup here what do you think we will get a combined score out of our running backs? Uh, Ty Johnson, Michael Carter, Big Jet running back stack uh, against your Sony Michelle Rex Burkhead uh, duo. I think combined running back points. I would set the line at 11 and a half points. Dang. All right. I like that. Michael Carter projected for 12 for some reason. Hmm. Then I take the under on his 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will point out, I forgot that uh, I wanted to mention publicly that Ernie Fritz and I have a crumble bet, Gerald Everett versus Zach Ertz, tight ends that are not named Kyle Pitts bet this week. Big bet. So keep an eye on that one if you, if you want. And Shank, let's move into America's favorite segment, Scum and Shink at the Thursday night game wrong. But we sometimes speak in Elvish. 
<laughs> oh, well, my Malone, uh, what, what are you thinking about Colts versus Broncos, horse battle, uh, really, really not as good as we thought it was going to be because we don't have Jonathan Taylor or Javante Williams, but it's a battle of old quarterbacks. It's a battle of underwhelming offenses this year. And uh, I don't expect much out of it, honestly. No, me neither. Uh, yeah, the old horse corral week five Thursday, uh, Broncos, Colts. We, we are neighing. Uh, yeah, Broncos win 20, uh, 25th to 15. I got, yeah, I'll take the Broncos. So we're actually like matched up for once. And let's say Broncos win 24-13. Comfortable win. 24-13? Yeah. All right. Sweet. And that's the show for this Thursday. What a, what a ride it was. What a Bronco horsey ride it was. Yeah, what a, what a Colt Gallup. Uh, speed race we did here. You never know what the Scum and Sneak show is going to do. We've got to keep it interesting and fresh for everybody out there. Three episodes a week. Hope you guys love it. I uh, hope you guys continue to love us because if you don't, we will be sad for just a little bit and then we will uh, don't we will we will be able to uh, move on. E apalase tinko tare into the tower. Amen. Bye. received very poorly. Yeah.